Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Davy Rugalich. Hey, Davy, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, uh, my name is Davy Rugalich. I've been a, a stagehand my whole life. Um, so I work on, I do, I build props and set pieces uh, for theater, and I do the lighting, audio, uh, rigging, all kinds of that sort of fun stuff. Uh, in my professional life and in my my personal life, I'm a I've kind of just always been a maker of things of one sort or another. Sounds perfect yeah. for uh, for our audience here. Um, I'm sure you must use all kinds of tools at work in your daily life. And Thanks. the thing about prop makers is that mm-hmm. you're generalists. You kind of all over the map from electronics to woodworking to whatever is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a little bit of everything that goes into all the the silly silly things we get asked to to make sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, so Davey, t- tell us about your first pick, one of your favorite tools. Yeah. So my first pick is the Kinepex 1262-180 automatic wire strippers. So these are a, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's a strange little, so it's, it's wire strippers, right? Yeah. You've all heard of before. For, but this is a sort of thing that kind of looks like a cross between maybe almost a gun and like scissors. It's got yeah. a little handle that you squeeze and a little jaw that actuates. Right. Um, but the the what this does, so it has this little jaw here, so the camera can see it. Right. It has this little adjustable stop lock in here. And then what you do is you take, without any adjustments at all, you take whatever wire you want, anything between, um, I'm going to 24 gauge to 10 gauge, stick it right in the jaws here, of course, it got stuck on something, and right. it just perfectly strips the wire right there, um, right. just instantly. It's fantastic, and it's it's great too because, like you see, this is a, a stranded wire. It never, I've never had. I had these for years. I've never had an issue where it has. When you, we all know that when you go to use these regular, you know, your regular kind of wire strippers, yeah. if you even get it on the right setting or the right uh slot in here you always end up either you cut it you you grab too big of a slot and you don't cut through the insulation you're ripping it right off or you go too small and you cut it and you get this little on stranded wire this little spray of little tiny conductive shards that go all over whatever you're working which you know if it's your workbench that's one thing but if you're right over an engine bay or a circuit board that's not great this tool does not do that i'm not entirely sure how it so perfectly strips it every time but it makes these perfectly stripped little wires and like i said it's no no adjustment. So here is a piece of 10 gauge wire. Boom, just pop Perfect. that right off yeah. right there. And then right. here is a piece of 24. So 24. really like, I mean, practically hair. Pull that right off right yeah. there. It's a little hard to see on the camera with the focus, but right, right. It just just wow. barely yeah, yeah. takes that right off there. And then it's got this great little, it's got the depth stop too, which is nice. So if you're putting on, say, what I use this for mostly is with um, the little electrical crimp connectors, the yeah. the red, yellow, and blue connectors we're all used to. Um, you can you the set kind of, this. The kind of screw on, the screw one? No, the kind that you crimp on with a crimper. Oh, the, oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so those ones that, you know, that I think everyone's probably used those too. And we've done the same thing where you don't strip enough wire or you strip too much. And you got a long thing, a wire hanging through the connector, or it's not really grabbing on there. You can set this to the right depth. It's got a little depth marking here, yeah. um, and it uh, will strip from fifteen sixty fourth to twenty three thirty seconds. You know, which mm-hmm. is yeah, uh, imperial. So it, six to eighteen millimeters is the stripping yeah. length. So it perfectly strips the wires every time, and it's also got a little cutter attachment here on the top that right. you can Cut just snip. Wire. Yeah 
It's also great for things that's not technically, it says it can't technically do on the box. Like here's a piece of Cat6 cable and you can come in here and just take the outer sheath wow. perfectly off the Cat6 cool. cable. And there's your there's your wires right there for your wow. connector. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So um, there are similar or actually competitive mm -hmm. um, devices that have the same form factor. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if you have arrived at this particular brand or this model mm -hmm. with some research or is it just you happen to land there or have you tried a bunch of other similar shape models? I think Irving has one. Mm -hmm. I think there's, uh, there's a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. um, do you, what do you know about the other competitive ones? You know, I have not tried the exact same because I've seen that other companies have almost the same thing, but I've tried some of those other, there's, there's a, there's a one, like an older style of one that has the similar sort of um, pliers sort of shape that we're used wow. to, but it it squeezes down and then it pops open at the end and kind of an older style of automatic wire stripper that I've never had much luck with. But I've always been a huge fan of Kinepex, um and all of the stuff that they make. I don't know if anyone out there's, I'm sure a lot of people out there listening have a lot of their tools, but they are just typically when I, I have a need for something and I just go and see if Kinepex has it most of the time. Some of their stuff's pretty crazy expensive, but most of the time I just go out there and just buy that thing straight away. Right, and right. it's, I, I've got actually I have two of these, um, a home one and an office one, and they are right. just great. It's made out of a glass fiber reinforced nylon, and I've had it for, this one's dated 2017, I've had the other one 2016, and it's been in and out of bags and in and out of cases a lot, and it's never broken. That's one thing I've worried about with this, that it being plastic, that it might break, but I've never had... Yeah. that issue with it but i've never tried like i said the exact competitor stuff but i have tried competitors versions of other kinepex tools and yeah. i've found that sometimes they're just a little bit like not quite as good or not they don't feel quite as good in the hand that kind of stuff so i've, I've just you know and there's yeah. that old phrase about the uh what's the the most expensive tool is the cheapest tool right, right. that you know you know there's always enough money to buy the right tool the second time around so i just yeah. usually try to go for the for the the best and, one the first time um, and you you could help solve me a problem because i never know how to pronounce the brand so i had the same question i i mean to my american brain it sounds like nipex uh yeah. sounds the best thing but they have a german language youtube channel and i went and looked there and they say kinepex in mm -hmm. and then like just rattle off the rest in german so i'm like right. okay if it's if it's kinepex i will call it that um, okay. but it sounds weird but right. you know i barely speak english so you know yeah, it's really great yeah. Um, and do you have an idea of what that, uh, or maybe I can answer that myself, what that runs? Yes, um, yes it runs about $50, $55 right now. I, um, the link in the show notes will be to a place called KC yes. Tools, which is, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I think Mr. Bezos has enough money, so I try not to buy a ton of stuff on Amazon. Uh -huh. KC Tools is a great uh, US spot that I get a lot of tools from. They carry a lot of Kinepex and Weha and Wera and a lot of the other really high quality German tool stuff that I try to okay. go for whenever I've got the money for it. Okay. Yeah, and um, uh, it looks like it's on sale there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, Kinepex Automatic Wire Insulation Stripper. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a great one. And, and and by the way, you know, even to our audience, even if it isn't this one, which maybe is the Cadillac mm -hmm. version, mm -hmm. there are other ones, and they are really what's the word magical in their ability to, um, you know take off the insulation without hitting mm -hmm. into the, the wires and yeah, yeah. you can make whatever electrical job you have go so much faster. 
Yeah, I discovered that when I was working on, I was doing some uh, restoration on some aircraft at a local museum here in Albuquerque. Um, and we were getting all the uh, static display airplanes. We were getting all the the lighting working in them again. So we were stripping lots of wire, putting lots of connectors on. And a lot of time it was wire that's up inside some weird wheel well that you can't really barely get to and just, yeah. just pop it off. Yeah, that would be the only, if I have one con for this, would be the only thing is the, you know, the the length you need, it's probably about, I'd say about six inches long. So you've got a really tight space you have to get into. This might not be the tool. If you think about your regular wire stripper where you only need really like maybe a half an inch to just reach in there and right, some thing. Right. But, you know, if you're stripping some wire in that tiny space, what are you doing with it once it's stripped? Where you, Maybe yeah. you're, you know, so, but it's, that is one thing to keep in mind with this, if that's something that you do a lot. Yeah. 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 That's really great. Okay. Well, Davey, thanks. That's really great. So what's um, a second favorite cool tools of yours? Oh, so my second favorite tool um, that I put on here is a speed handle in particular, uh, the Snap-on TMSE TMS4E, they have such weird part numbers. Um, this is kind of a, a much older style of tool. Um, so for the, the audio listeners, picture a metal bar, uh, 16 inches long, quarter inch in diameter. On one end, you've got your regular square quarter inch uh, socket drive like any ratchet would have, right? On the other end, you have a handle that rotates. And in the middle of that, that 16 inch bar, you have a U-shaped bend. Right. Um, so it's a little hard to to picture, but you've probably seen these maybe in your grandfather's workshop, or right. I think if you've been an aircraft mechanic in the military, you've seen a lot of these because apparently they use them pretty extensively. Um, but they're known as speeders or speed handles. Um, so what it is is just another way to turn uh, any kind of socket or attachment you would normally have on a ratchet. Um, like I said, it's got that you know they come in the usual sizes. They come in the quarter inch. Right, shown here three-eighths and half, your usual size square drive. Right. Um, and they have, they come in different handle styles. So the Snap-on has like a sort of little thin handle. There's a dry uh, handle that looks a bit like a screwdriver. Handle, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also a style that looks a bit like a knob. Now yeah. what these, of course, are for is for, for turning fasteners. So the way that you do it is you put your, your bit on your fastener, your bolts, whatever it is. You put um, the spinning handle in one hand and the U-shaped bit in the other hand, and you turn it. And as you turn it, it spins the fastener bit. So, so um, why aren't you using like a, a motorized version? Why aren't you using a, a drill? So I, I, you know, the the twelve volt and eighteen volt drill stuff, and some of the small volt, they're fantastic. I really have grown to like this because a lot of, um, like I said, I'm a stagehand, so I work a lot with. I've got a lot of audio gear that's in your standard nineteen inch rack mounts, and what I have found, we have all found with uh, those lovely Phillips screws, is that they will tend to cam out or. The faster heads will strip out a little bit, especially when you're using the motorized stuff on it. Um, even if you have the lower torque setting set on your drill, it'll still happen sometimes. I have found that these give a fantastic amount of feel of what the fastener is doing. You can really feel how the threads are turning. So there's very little chance of cross-threading stuff. Um, that the fast, you know, once you get speedy with this, I can run faster in almost as fast as I can with the drill. Um, it's nice that it doesn't have batteries so that the batteries don't end up dead. Um, so it's always there ready to go. And so that's important for my job sometimes is it's very quiet. <laughs> I have, I can't tell you the number of set pieces that have broken right before they're supposed to go on stage, um, or backstage. And I need to very, very um, quietly right. run some screws in and I figured out the old Ugga Dugga, uh, impact 
gun that's going to make a lot of noise off stage, and I would probably get in a lot of trouble for that. So, in, um, the, in the old style of mm-hmm. drill, they were called a brace drill. Correct. It looks like that instead of having mm-hmm. a screw socket at the end, it would be um, you would know, have a bit for a drill, mm-hmm. and and they would have the handle would have a flattened area where you could put pressure. Right. And that's the other thing that's great about this is you can really put a lot of pressure into whatever faster you have. So if it's really stuck, you know, when you're trying to turn a Phillips faster, particularly, it wants to cam out of the, the bit wants to cam right. out of the Phillips slot. This, you can put a ton of back pressure into it and really, really crank it out there. The other thing too, is you can see since the, the U-bend extends out about in this model, three inches from the center line. So you get a lot more torque on this than you would with the standard screwdriver where your hand is in line with the uh, the, the turning apparatus. Not as much torque, of course, as a, a ratchet. Um, but I find I can break free most fasteners, even that are pretty stuck with this, with that, that, that much torque on it. And so you're saying that for many uh, uh, uses, you would grab that first before your cordless drill. I, I do. Um, I... I also just like, I think that I find the, the, like the motion of using it is very pleasing and it feels like I'm doing a little bit of working out instead of, you know, so I feel like I can get away with that and use it as a bit of a, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm doing it manually, you know, kind of uh-huh. thing. Um, but, um, but I, you know, I just really like it. I'm also, uh, the, the quiet thing is maybe more important than I was bringing it in. You know, I, 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 we work with kids and we have a giant building that we work in here and, I think sometimes people might be a little freaked out from hearing the da 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 on the other side of the building sometimes. So I, I, that's something that I value quite a bit, that it's nice and quiet for that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like you're saying, with putting the, the pressure on the back, this kind, this is uh, this one's from right. Like I said, there's all kinds of different handle styles. This one has a more of a knob like you would see on a traditional brace um, yeah. that you can put your hand in and turn there. And that's really where these things come down to that. These are still in new production. The, the the link I have here is for a Snap-on one from the Snap-on website right now. But there are a billion of these things out in the wild from, you know, uh, Plum, Proto, uh, Snap-on, SK. All of the big, big tool manufacturers have made these at some point. They're not too common. You're not going to find this walking into Hope Depot nowadays. But um, it really comes down to the handle style is what, sure, sure. what yeah. Yeah. And, and you, given what you said, you might mm-hmm. find these at garage sales and um, things like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I put the, the snap on one in the link because, you know, if there's someone listening to this right now and is like, oh my God, where is this tool been all my life? I want the best thing. I'm going to buy it right now. Just go to the snap on site and buy that one. It's great quality. I like the snap on quarter inch handle, the thin one a lot depending on the fastener and depending on my mood, I might pick a different one, but really you will find these at pawn shops, at used tool stores, at antique stores, at garage sales. You're uh, it's possible that a grandparent in your life has one that had, they don't care about anymore, but I have, I mean, I grabbed, I don't know. I'm also a bit of a collector. I think I grabbed like six of them just to bring in today for, you know, and I, I just really, I, I just really enjoy it. I think that the, really, I think the biggest thing for me is having that feel of the fastener because I have, I have stripped screw heads. I have stripped threads before with the, with the, um, the electric stuff, which of course doesn't happen if you're careful, but sometimes I'm in a hurry and I, yeah. I just really like, this is my, my favorite tool of the last couple of years. Wow. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like the fact that, as you say, the, the batteries never fail yeah. uh, and it's always ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see the quietness if that was important. 
or that would be mm-hmm. um but however yeah. if you had a lot of things to do i would definitely go oh yeah but yeah um, this if is you're, if you're grabbing something mm-hmm. to do a couple things yeah yeah the the downsides to this would be that you know of course yes it's not as fast if you've got a lot of fasteners to do i definitely still go grab i've got a, a lovely set of the 12 volt makita stuff that i do for a lot of like when i'm just gonna do a lot of little screws on taking something apart because the driver is not too heavy the 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 two downsides are to this like i said this the the quarter inch model is really the smallest you'll find it and it's 16 inches long so it is you, you really you need a lot of clearance around whatever you're working to be able right. to use this the other thing too is you need to have two hands to run this tool and it works best on fixed objects like if you're like i was changing the uh the brake lights in my wife's car the other day and there's a, a bolt to take it out and it's great because the car is not going to move anything you just slam yeah, this on the yeah. fastener crank it out no problem went to go fix something on the robot vacuum i set it down on the workbench and go to put this in there and go to start turning and it just starts spinning around <laughs> because it needs to be fixed it's kind of makes me feel a little bit like an astronaut like i'm trying to work in zero g like the thing is just <laughs> running away so it's definitely not the tool for everything yeah. but i find myself using it a lot more often maybe i'm just in that mood right now because it's it's I, you know i've been i'm into them but but uh it, it's it's a great tool but not the perfect tool for everything i wouldn't throw out the the, the 12 volt or 18 volt drivers just yet yeah i i i i yeah um it's um what's the word i want um it's something that um, is another possibility, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I think it's a tool that you should know about. Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of what I, I think about tools is possibilities. Even if you don't have one, knowing that it exists, yeah, can uh, liberate or initiate an idea that you never had before. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that's a great one, Davey. Um, how about um, a third one? Yes. So my third one is a flashlight. And this is particularly, this is the uh, titanium AAA flashlight from a company called Meritac um, that I've got through a place called Countycom. So this is a very small, very lightweight, everyday carry flashlight. It's 2.6 inches long, half an inch in diameter. It weighs just under an ounce with a battery in it. Um, And I have been on a quest for some time to find the lightest and brightest flashlight and i'll get to lightest in a minute why i've wanted that uh, wait 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 but but are you saying the lightest triple oh, a or the list the lightest because good point good point lightest triple a because i want something right. that still has a good amount of brightness good amount of runtime and then is is big enough that because i think we've all had some of those smaller flashlights that are just they're so small they're hard to grab onto sometimes especially you have remember gloves. the photon you remember the little oh, yeah. photon Absolutely. Yeah, I've got those two. Like yeah. a wash battery. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, that was the lightest. Yes, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yes, lightest AAA flashlight. That that is I, that, absolutely good to, to specify that. Um, I always carry this in my uh, left pocket, clipped to my pocket as well. So that's where I want it. But the the and you know it's like a lot of other flashlights that are out there right now. It's got a high, medium, and low runtime. Uh, 180 lumens on high. Trying not to flash the camera too much with that. Uh, medium, uh, 70 or 65 lumens and low for five lumens, um, runs for about an hour and high 10 hours in medium 65 hours and low. Yeah. Kind of, you know, these flashlights are for the thing that I have really been looking for this. The reason I've been looking for this flashlight in particular is, um, I wear the, for the, the audio listeners, I wear your sort of standard Ray-Ban wear Wayfarer, um, uh, eyeglasses that I just wear all the time. You know, they have this sort of the sort of chunky wide uh, armband. And if you look closely here in the video, you can notice there's something stuck to my glasses. Oh, yeah. Which okay. is, I have two little neodymium magnets 
uh-huh. that are stuck to my glasses <laughs> okay. that allow me to just take this flashlight since it has a steel pocket clip because obviously right, 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 the right. titanium's not magnetic and i can just pull it out of my pocket right. and instantly have a headlamp right right there so i've been through a lot of different flashlights trying to find one that's light enough to not fall off my glasses right, which right. is a strange strange sentence to say um but it's bright enough um and this right. is really the one that i have landed on and who doesn't right. like titanium right you know right right exactly so yeah. so titanium but titanium is not metallic or not magnetic so so there's a very there's a little steel pocket clip oh, that comes see. on this yeah and that's what sticks to it and the battery has a little bit of a magnetic force to it too but not typically enough right. to actually hold on to the flashlight um but and there's you know they, they make this in in copper and in brass and i think probably in stainless steel as well but they're way too heavy they fall right off the glasses yeah i um i i have a little um tiny little flashlight that i've been using for years that is smaller mm-hmm. maybe lighter but it takes an un it takes it doesn't take triple triple a it takes a mm-hmm. specialized like one two three battery i'm not sure yeah yeah and that's that's one of the things the AAA I knew it was going to be light and I can find those batteries everywhere because I've had some of those other lights before plenty of one two three lights and some of the other ones that have more of the like the USB plug-in rechargeables which is great in theory but then you go to turn it on one day and it's dead and now you have to go find the weird expensive battery or you have to plug it in and leave it on the charger that's another thing that I've found I've been through a lot of flashlights and I I would I would would love to find a flashlight that has great back click button that i like but i have found with almost all of those what will inevitably happen is i'll put it in my pocket and it will click on at some point when i sit down or bump into something Mm. and i won't know it's on and then i'll go to pull it out and it's dead so this one has the twist operation where you twist the uh Uh front of the flashlight to turn it on okay which i've never found any problems with that rolling while it's in my pocket and getting turned on so yeah Mm -hmm. um uh and there are and, and there are other um small AAA mm-hmm. LED batteries mm-hmm. I mean excuse me lights but um the the quality is they're often unbranded and quality yeah. is uneven mm-hmm. so is this one um uh how how long has it sort of lasted for you because that's something that I I find is mm-hmm. which is give out after a couple of years and oh yeah yeah i've had this for a couple of years now i think maybe maybe just over a year as long as it has um, okay. i should have looked that up but it's been great and i've had yeah i've had the same thing where i've gotten you know i've had some lights that i bought um you know when i went on kind of this quest a few years ago and i bought up a bunch of the things because a lot of them are fairly inexpensive you know right. under 50 dollars um and you know some of them have like a real sort of green tint to the light which is you know it's still light but it's just not pleasant to look at or they have the switch would go out after a little while, or they would be, you know, they'd be flickery and stuff. And, you know, I've had a lot of Surefire products before in the past, and Surefire used to make a light called the Titan um, that was great, but it didn't have a pocket clip, so I had to add a pocket clip to it. Um, it had a really good quality of light, had a really nice interface, but it, it was made out of aluminum, which was in this mm-hmm. application still a little bit too heavy. But this has been fantastic. I've never had any issues with this light being... You know, like I said, turning on, having bad quality of light, being flickery or weird, anything like that. It takes the the, the problem. I had a surefire that the the bore on where you put the battery in was so tight that it really would only fit <laughs> their rechargeables. I mean, it was like it was like a couple thousandths too tight for a regular. You have to like pound a regular oh, AAA boy. battery in there 
and then it was interesting to get it out so that was always a problem with that light as well yeah, yeah. um yeah this one also yeah. comes with a little uh diffuser uh end tip on it as well so mm -hmm. if you were to go camping you could turn this on and yeah. you know hang it from the top of your right. tent and the diffuser right. also glows in the dark too which i guess is a nice feature uh-huh yeah and um because these take um uh triple a's mm -hmm. um one other tip for our listeners and audience out there is mm -hmm. that you can get rechargeable triple a oh, batteries yeah. and by all and this is the only thing we have in our household now is we've mm -hmm. slowly converted everything to yep. rechargeables and amazon mm -hmm. makes a variety of them mm -hmm. um and you can even get rechargeable nine volt batteries yeah a uh, uh, big um aha for me finally mm -hmm. um so we just recharge these um oh yeah time. Yeah, they're great. I have a ton of the uh, rechargeable AA and AAA stuff for stuff we use here at the right. uh, theater. Lots of wireless mics take the AA's um, and the AAA's are for our music light stands, actually. Um, but I have some of my own, too, and they're they're great. And, you know, honestly, this thing uses a decent amount, but I I probably change the battery once a month on it. And it's just the like, I haven't haven't I haven't changed the battery in a while. Maybe I should do that kind of thing. I've rarely had it like run out on me. Um, but, you know, the, the, yeah, the rechargeable batteries are fantastic they're a great thing yeah mm -hmm. okay well that's yeah. that's a, a wonderful fantastic mm -hmm. one um mm -hmm. and so for your fourth tool davy what are you suggesting here ah so what i have here my fourth tool is well, take this out first this is the volti switch uh from a company called pc poodle okay this you're is... holding up a little tiny thing this maybe an inch and a half yeah trying to Get the camera it's like to... kind of a arrow shaped piece of metal that yeah a little yeah so a half quarter inch wide mm -hmm. and i would so it's yeah it's about an inch long maybe an inch and a half long basically picture in your mind for the audio listeners a, a little tiny circuit board with a little arrow with a little pieces of metal on either end basically so yeah. what this is is a very tiny multimeter um that is designed to either fit on your keys or their like main application they talk about a lot is to go into the bit holder of your leatherman tool so if you've got one of the leathermen that take the flat bits which is you know the wave that's been around for years uh the charge the, the brand new arc which is what i'm showing in here their new tool that they just released um this little tool will drop right into your regular bit holder um and the way it works is there's a tiny little switch on the back that turns on and there's, you'll see in the video version, there's some little yeah, blinky blinking. lights little mm -hmm. blinking. That blinking on there. Um, and then what you do is, so I can hold all of these things in camera frame. So what you then do is you take your battery and you take just basically so that, that like I said, the, the circuit board with metal on either end. So one end, the end that points out of the tool is basically like the positive or one end of the, the, the conductor. And then the whole tool itself becomes the other side of the conductor. So we're going to take the the flathead here on the other side of my Leatherman. And we're going to touch these two together, and you'll see it'll start flashing. I can hold it right. Oh come on! So there it starts flashing, flashing, and then we count the flashes: one, two, oh. three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine and volts. Point one. So so basically, what it does is the different colors of the flashes here. Let me hold it up on a. So that's uh -huh. a nine volt battery. So this thing will measure, uh, so basically it's a whole bunch of things. So it's a little DC multimeter, which will measure DC from 1 to 30 volts, measure AC from 5 to 24 volts. It's also a continuity tester, 
a non-contact, like an EMF detector, like a, what we what we in the theater business sometimes call a chicken stick. Uh, the little um, non-contact voltage detector works uh -huh. like that too. Uh, it's also a temperature sensor. Um, so there's a mode you can put into where it can it will beep out, not beep, it'll flash its little lights um, right. and show you the temperature from zero to 140 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 18 uh, centigrade to 60 is that, centigrade. Is that, is that temperature on touch or is it reading infrared like it's uh, reading in the the air it's like a reading temperature in the air um it's yeah. really pretty cool so i'll demonstrate here so this is a um a one and a half volts d cell battery i have here goodness this is hard to try to hold and not so you see one flash there in red and then one two three four five six flashes in i think it's is it green or is it yellow it's hard to see from buying the thing yeah, so the basically the um, the first flash, it, and this is all in the manual. There's there's it's it's uh -huh. too much to try to explain here. But basically, you count the flashes, and that will tell you the voltage of whatever thing you you have there is. You can also take it here, and if you just short it out right here, you get a little red continuity light. Right. So right. you can use this to find continuity. I use this all the time for checking uh, lamps, light bulbs, that sort of thing, to just see if you've got continuity on. It is a fantastically neat little tool. That wow. fits into a tiny little package and is only $42. So it is really, wow. Wow. yeah. And so it would be a little hard to use without being put into the um, the tool because you don't have the, you, it would be hard to make that circuit. Correct. But they actually show, so the, I think what it's really meant for is having it in your Leatherman like that, but they yeah, also yeah. show it on their website where you can, it's got a little hole in the part that slides that can go on your keychain. So yeah. you really could have this where you can stick this on your keychain and then just that and any other key you can put and measure your okay. voltage of your battery or, or uh, you know, whatever yeah. thing you want to do. It's also because the 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 shape of this, this will fit into, see if I can do it with many example here for my quarter inch. This should fit into a quarter inch screw holder. So you can also, um, like this is like your, your screw, screw bit that you would have on a, uh, uh, any kind of screwdriver or uh mm -hmm. yeah so this you can take this and then if you bring this it's a little hard to show you I have something i can get into frame here but then you can take this and there's a little plastic cover that comes with this as well to keep it from actually conducting something but then you can hold this near a uh like a ac cable or something and take a measurement or just see if you've got power you know to light up from the non-contact bolt detector it's a very very clever little thing they actually have two versions this one called the switch has a little tiny onboard battery that will allow it to do all those other functions that I mentioned beside, you know, the, the AC voltage, the temperature, that sort of thing. But they make another one called uh, just the Volti. Um, it's 25 bucks and it only, it will only do DC voltage from two and a half volts to 30 volts. So you can't check like a double A battery with it, but you can check nine volts, you can check car battery, you can do all that kind of stuff with it. Um, and it could, it's, it is a little, the interface to get it into the different modes takes a little bit of getting used to basically um but they've got there's a great manual that comes with it um and there's some great videos online about how to use it but it is just a very very clever little tool. Yeah, it is yeah. it does it does sort of expand the multiness of your multi-tool for sure it really does i never would have thought i've been a big multi-tool leatherman type person for a long time but i never would have thought somebody would have figured out how to put a multimeter onto one right, of these right. tools and it's the tool that you're showing your current carry for the multi-tool? Yes. Yeah. So this is the Leatherman Arc. This is this just came out a few months ago. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. And I, this is a super cool tool. It's kind of their new flagship tool. It's rather expensive, but it has some nice coatings on it. It has a very fancy seal for the knife blade. 
Um, and uh, this one's even a little bit a little bit pricier because I had them do the the, the Leatherman Custom Shop will laser engrave it for you. So I went a little crazy with the laser engraving when they had a sale recently. Okay. Um, but this has, you know, all your standard Leatherman tools, saw, knife, uh, screwdriver, that sort of thing. Uh -huh. um, and it takes the, like I said, the little flat bits. So this is my custom holster. I make my own little holsters for Leatherman stuff. Um, they make these great little flat bits that, uh, that you can interchange in the tool that have all kinds of sizes from all the oh, different I see. Okay. metric and Allen hex keys, uh -huh. torques, all that sort of stuff. Okay. I mean, I could do a whole another thing on just Leatherman, but uh, man, so that, you, you have you made a little pouch to carry all that. Yes, yeah. yeah um, another not not necessarily like a tool, but another thing is if you have a, a local makerspace, go and check them out. Like they are, if you're not already doing it, I I I did not check out my local makerspace for a long time, but they are fantastic, and they have a laser cutter. They have three, four laser cutters there. So I took the class on that and learned how to design stuff in Illustrator. And then use laser cutter to laser cut out a uh, sheath, basically from my little Leatherman that has all the holds a little. This one holds a wrench on the side, a little four inch wrench. Holds Leatherman's little ratchet adapter that they make. It's got snaps that so goes on and off my belt very easily. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I could cool. I could go on and on, but yeah, that's really really fantastic. Yeah. Well, Davey, those are really four really great great tools that Thank I didn't you. know about that I'm really glad mm -hmm. to know about, and some of them I'll have to get myself. Thanks. Um, in a couple minutes remaining, um, can you tell us about something that you um, like to share with our audience? Is there a passion project that you have or some other mission that you're working on? Um, I, you know, I do. I think, you know, I, I'm fairly busy with work. We've got a bunch of shows coming up. We do a, a show every year where there are 650 kids on stage. Um, so I've got that's coming up in the offing for me. So that's going to keep me pretty busy through May. But um, like I said, I've been a maker of things kind of my whole life. Uh, and I try to focus on uh, like learning a new discipline every year. So last year's discipline, um, we're recording this at the very beginning of the year. Last year's discipline was wood carving. Uh, my grandfather was a very accomplished wood carver, but I never took the time to learn the craft from him before he passed. But I did get a box of his tools. And 15 years later, I finally pulled them out and <laughs> learned to do some carving. So I've been carving in the videos to this, a bunch of little <laughs> birds. I've been making little birds of wood scraps because they're just, they're so, you know, they, they're small and you can glue a bunch of scraps together and it uses up a bunch of nice wood. And right. I, I did a whole edition of uh, uh, Christmas ornaments for the whole family out of um, a grandfather's uh, collection of nice hardwoods that he had. So it's and would it's you um, like rough saw it to some shape and then hand. Yeah. Yield the rest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's basically, so again, using the laser cutter at the local makerspace, I've made some little acrylic templates. Basically, if you think about uh, the shape of a bird, uh, yeah. I made about the, the top silhouette and the side silhouette. So you get yourself a square block of wood, you draw, you trace the top silhouette on the top, the, the side silhouette on the side, and then you use the bandsaw to cut those out. And then right. you're left with a rough shape of a bird. And then there's a bunch of different carving knives and sanding things you use to shape it from there and then sand it and finish it. And now you have a cute little... Uh, that's really cool. It is yeah. wonderful. Um, so what's your, um, what skill are you going to uh, aim for this year? You know, I don't know. I've been really pondering on that. And I've been thinking about, there's another form of carving, wood carving called chip carving where you take. Yeah, the, I remember yeah, that. So it's yeah. like a, like a flat, you do it on a board and you make like, a, my grandfather was uh, Irish American. So he did a lot of uh, Irish and Celtic knotwork type stuff. So I think I might try to work on, yeah. on that this year. Yeah. How's your welding? Welding's pretty decent. Welding's pretty decent. I, 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 
we we do a lot of I, I we bought a welder a couple of years here ago at the theater so i i welded a monster of a set about this time last year that was a uh three of these large there's a theatrical term called a periactoid so basically a uh, picture a giant triangle on wheels that spins around and so you okay. basically have three different faces so you put yeah. different scenery on each one of those faces uh -huh. and they rotate kind of like those rotating billboards that were big yeah. a while back uh -huh. um so i made uh, a set of those that are four feet wide and 12 feet high i made uh, on each side i made four of those last year um and all out of steel so that they could be steel frames so they're really structurally sound but right. then can all be all all put together with uh loose pin hinges and bolts that they can all store flat because storage in a theater is uh is quite a challenge at times there are a lot of things that we make and a lot of things that no one will let us throw away um so we have to find ways to fit things into strange little storage closets so mm -hmm. uh I, I dare say i'll be doing some more welding very soon on some stuff i have a uh rolling bed frame that's probably my next big project i have to do for our next mm -hmm. show so yeah that's really cool well yeah. What a wonderful um, skill set that you've accumulated. And um, I would be very excited to hear what your new skills are. Um, we'll check I'll in. Come back and let you know. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And yeah. again, thanks you for volunteering, taking time um, this morning to share with us your enthusiasm for these cool tools. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I've been a, I've been a fan for years. Adam Savage turned me on to the podcast years ago when he was a guest, and I have been an avid listener ever since. Though I do refer to it in my head as the most expensive free podcast because it's <laughs> very it's very hard to listen to an episode yeah, and not yeah. immediately go by at least one of the things your guest yeah, talks about. True. I have that is Adam, true. Yeah, I have quite a few. the 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 nail puller that Adam Savage mentioned was fantastic. One of your guests many years ago mentioned the Studio Neat Mark One pen that is just a delightful pen. So mm -hmm. so many things that I have gotten over the years, and I just yeah. I'm so excited and so happy to be on here. Well, thank you again. Uh, yeah. It was really great. And I love your spirit. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Already. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, Please sign up on our form on the website, and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking all, talking on a video, and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested, and um, list your full four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit the applications aren't guaranteed in any way um and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um whether the times will work for you so um we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world not just in the u.s although the tools have to be available online easily available online 
And um, if you are a long-time listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy, from something in the kitchen to something you use to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.